Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Each episode, we'll bring on some experts, talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Kelly Whalen, a marketing professional and association enthusiast, and I'm so happy you're here. And now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Member Engagement Show. Our guest today is Suzanne F. Stevens. Suzanne is a professional speaker who has served on many boards, including as past president of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. As the founder of You, Me, We Social Impact Group, she works with organizations to grow conscious leaders, their influence, and social impact sustainably. Suzanne merges her social initiative expertise in the nonprofit and for-profit worlds to create an enriched experience that will attract engage, and retain a diverse membership. I'm so excited to talk with Suzanne today about how to create a sense of belonging and shared values within associations, membership communities, and beyond. Suzanne, welcome. Thanks, Kelly. Great to be here. So how about you tell us a little bit about what drew you to the work that you do and to starting You, Me, We? Well, it's a great question because I've been in the speaking world for 22 years. And for the first 15 of those years, I was really focusing on influential communications and working in the corporate sector. And as many people went through the pandemic, a lot of people have been asking themselves, what is my purpose? You know, is this is this enough? Well, I did that in 2000 in eight, nine, and 10. (laughs) As a result of doing that, I decided I had a consulting firm and I disbanded my team and gave them licenses to train my influential communication content and convinced my husband to quit his leadership position to follow a dream and a passion to interview pioneering women throughout Africa. And we did that we grabbed our bag pa- backpacks and grabbed our you know our cameras and our mics and for 2 years we backpacked through 19 countries interviewing women change makers from the African Union to massive social enterprises to women leading corporations and they inspired me in unique way now my goal when we did this interview we created a the You, Me, We Amplified podcast was for African women to educate future African women leaders. That's why we did it. However, there was no one more inspired than me. And I realized that how we approach society in the West and how we lead and our priorities are very different than many actually now that I know tribal communities or developing countries where they really focus on contributing. That is part of the responsibility as citizens to contribute to uplift the lives of others. And I decided to transform my influential communication business to focus on you, me, we. And really what that means is First, you is how to be conscious about when you contribute. Are you helping or you're hurting? And then me, how to create the most meaning in our lives through contribution. And ultimately, we is how to lead it and sustain it based on how we structure our contributions. 
So I've been working with small and mid-sized businesses on helping them create meaningful impact and baking social solutions into their organizations. Wow, that's really amazing, particularly just the whole like shift that you underwent and where that kind of led you to. And in tying this to the association and membership experience space, could you elaborate on the importance and value for organizations and associations in incorporating the social initiatives in the work that they do? Yeah, absolutely. If it's good for businesses, it's good for associations. Uh, But here's the thing is the reason so many businesses are wanting to bake social initiatives into their organization is not only because they feel a sense of responsibility, but also with the environment that we're living in where so many people have left the workforce because of the pandemic, is if you want to attract, retain, and engage people, they're no longer are just looking for a job. They're looking for a meaning in their life. They're looking for purpose. And, you know, it's not back in the days if you were a boomer or even an Xer like I am, you would be looking for a standard of living. Now people are looking for particularly the Y and, or pardon me, the X and, and Z generation are looking for quality of life. So they only have so much time. So they want to bake that quality of life into their work because they can't go out and do volunteerism in addition to working because they have a lot of family priorities. So how does that translate to associations? Well, the same thing applies. It's the reality that if an association, yes, sure, it provides the opportunity to learn, share, and grow, but I also want to have an impact in my association. So if organizations are attracting, retaining, engaging people through creating social initiatives and environmental initiatives, then why not associations take on that responsibility as well to attract, retain, and engage their members in unique ways? Because the reality is in in Canada and United States, and by 2028, in Canada anyway, and I know it's higher in the United States, is... 76% of the workforce is going to be millennials. And one of the key motivators for them is not to look for salary, although they like it. We all need money to survive, as we know. But what they want is they want to select organizations that are having a social and environmental impact. So associations would be prudent to take that reality and bake that into their associations. Not only will they attract people to their organization, but they'll also retain them because they'll feel more connected to the the brand of the association, the members of the association, and also the social initiative that they choose to support. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of what you said has resonated with me. I mean, I am a millennial, so uh, it is true that when I was looking for work, it was it mattered to me like what the environment was and what what the values of the organization were, just as much as salary. Um, and additionally, like so much of what you learn, like in a marketing space, is that you want to appeal to people's head and their heart. You you can't just do the head. People make decisions from a feeling too. So. I think it's important for people to feel welcomed and valued within their associations too, and having them be able to see that the association cares about issues that in some cases directly impact them, I think is also incredibly valuable. 
Yeah, and that's what I would always recommend an association pick a well-aligned or a value and well-aligned initiative that is very much aligned with the association. Because one of the challenges a lot of organizations, associations and service clubs and of the like, what they end up doing is they contribute all over the place. This year it's this, this year it's that. And they really haven't attached themselves specifically to a value-aligned initiative that actually has longevity. And the reason you want to do that as an association is because then it makes it more sticky and it allows for branding opportunities, Uh, branding opportunities where you can actually put what you're contributing to in front of, hey, come to this event. Well, and we're in support of this initiative. Like one of the best ones uh, I've heard recently is meeting planners supporting people against trafficking because in the events industry trafficking is really prevalent and it's a huge issue in United States and Canada and people don't realize how big of an issue it is so because a meeting planner is supporting meetings and we want more meetings especially after the pandemic <laughs> uh, we really want to make sure that we're supporting something that's really well aligned and creating awareness so that people feel like As a member, I'm not only promoting going to the event, but I'm also promoting donating to a well-aligned cause at the same time. And that makes me feel better as a member. Like, you know, as, as you were saying, head and heart, that's always been prevalent. But now people realize you can really utilize the emotional motivators of human beings to activate them and create activists, if you will, in your association. Yeah, it it strikes me that it's kind of in tying things back to what matters to the association or things that resonate with the association or its members or its staff, you're kind of setting and acting on these values and then that attracts and engages colleagues, customers, collaborators. It opens up these opportunities to build connection. I'll give you an example. I went to an event where I really didn't know anybody. And often we find that when we have new members to an association or people coming to our events. Some people just don't know anybody and they don't know how to connect or they feel uncomfortable networking and they get all stressed and anxious about that whole experience. But if you were to bake into your association and of course then translate that into an event, a social initiative, and create an experience around that event, you could really engage members in unique ways. So for example, I was at an event, as I mentioned, that I didn't know anyone. And we were pre-event making hygienic products for Mm. girls who couldn't afford hygienic products and therefore weren't going to school when they had their periods. We were doing cutting fabrics and all sorts of things. But I ended up chatting with four women at the time. And one of those women was an Indigenous woman. And I would have never had met her. But she started sharing her story with me about how she grew up and how she became an addict and a really tough life. Well, this woman is now a PhD. And she's chosen a career where she's helping addicts, particularly in the Indigenous community, but others as well. Not only did I get to know her within an hour, 
we became friends. I've interviewed her for my podcast, uh, the You, Me, We podcast, which she shares further her story, but also the impact that she is having in creating this mammoth ripple effect. I would have never met her if we weren't bonding over a social initiative that really connected us on an emotional level, not only an intellectual level. So that's the kind of experiences. I mean, that's one. There's thousands of things that you can do. You just need to know what to do. And I have lots of ideas there, but we're not going to get into all of those now. But even going to your local community or checking out the sustainable development goals, they'll give you a lot of insights on what you can do to be well aligned with your association and particularly with events as well. That sounds like a really meaningful experience that you had and that other people going to events, whether that be with their association or other events, they can get those, have those experiences. And also like you've got so many people in one place at a big conference like that. It's nice to have a lot of hands to help out. You can have a big impact. And it also reminds me that a lot of associations have online spaces as well, where they could be enacting this kind of um, effort too, not just in events. And, and it, again, it's not just events. Like I really would recommend that associations facilitate a process. It needs to be baked into their strategic plan because one of the challenges in talking to associations, they often think about, oh, we want to contribute environmentally or socially, but it is the last thing they do. And if they don't have time, guess what happens? It never gets done. That is something that you should be thinking in your strategic plan so that you can implement it throughout the year. It's not a, just an event experience so that it connects people throughout the year. Now, it doesn't have to be this big arduous initiative either. You do need to have it in your strategic plan, but I'm sure every association has volunteers that would love to contribute beyond themselves. All you need to do is isolate what it is. And I do that, by the way, I help my clients do that, is isolate what it is that you want to incorporate in your association and gain buy-in through the process by doing some research, bake in your strategic plan, then find volunteers to lead it. Because as we both know, Kelly, most associations don't have, uh, the executive team does not have a lot of time or bandwidth or employees, but this is something that would be very, very palatable for volunteers to lead. They just need to know the direction that they're going and a board can bake that right into the plan so that it's something they commit to long-term. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And like you said, uh, from working in the association space, I definitely remember exactly what you said. If it's not baked into the strategic plan, it is the thing that gets left behind. And if it's something where it's not like built sustainably, you aren't going to be able to think about it every time something else comes up and then it doesn't feel as cohesive with your overall efforts and your mission. I guess like elaborating on that, are there is there anything else you would say association executives could do or should be doing to advocate for addressing, you know, social gaps within their association or causes within their association? Yeah, thanks for that, Kelly. I'm glad you asked that because there are things you can do. You don't have to wait till your next strategic plan to get started. One, just even asking your your members, would they want 
to implement a social initiative. Now, I will say some members don't know the benefit of doing it. So having a webinar on on the benefits of having a social initiative and having education would probably be a really good idea. And then ask the question, because if you ask before, they may not realize the things that I realize, um, or other people realize that it, it is so many organizations are doing it. And there is a reason beyond just having a social impact. There is a business reason for doing it. So that would be one. I would have a webinar. Then I would survey clients. But let's say you don't want to do that. How about even starting to do a panel at your events or a virtual panel where you're actually interviewing some of your members that actually have a social initiative baked into their organizations and talk about it. They don't even need to be associations, but they can be. Or finding out maybe one association, a couple organizations and what they're doing to bake into their organizations uh, social initiatives. Now, I have done that because I moderate quite a bit. So I'll do that with organizations. And all of a sudden, all these ideas start spilling out and it creates a really rich dialogue amongst people after. Something else you can do is start acknowledging and celebrating associations or your members that are actually doing social initiatives. Celebrate Mm. them. Make them aware in your social media. Have an award every year at your event, acknowledging a philanthropy award or social initiative award. These little things are easy to do, and they don't put a lot of added effort and work on a very small team. But if you want to start moving people into this new framework of baking social initiatives into your organization, start celebrating them. Because that is one way, if you're celebrating them with awards or celebrating them in social, that will get all the uh, dopamine going in the brain and everybody (laughs) wants a little bit of that action. So next thing you know, people start doing it or become more aware or start asking questions. So that those are a few things that I would do. I'd do a panel dialogue, put it in social media, add awards, do a webinar for your organizations to see which members are interested, find out what members are actually doing initiatives. These are all things that you can actually do to shift the dialogue, increase association responsibility, and get engagement of associations in changing the world, quite frankly, because the pandemic has not been kind to so many people. There's a lot of people that really need help. And diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging has really risen to the top. And it's time we do something about it in our associations, not only in our organizations. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important for people to be thinking about and incorporating because like you said, there's been such an impact in on people around the world Building off of that, I feel like the other part of that is that associations have this opportunity to facilitate connections. So like you were saying, from having your members, celebrating your members who are already doing work in certain areas, you're then giving them a platform to share more widely the things that are important to them. And then they're feeling maybe more attached to your association too, because they're like, wow, you're helping me do this thing that's important to me. You know... I couldn't agree with you more, Kelly, because it is, it is 
you're amplifying the brand of the organization. You're amplifying their their heart. You're amplifying them to per- perhaps even new employees that hadn't looked at the organization. By you doing that as an association, you know, a lot of associations they have all different mandates. I know one of the associations that I belong to doesn't, its mandate is not to find us work. But by celebrating what we are doing and the impact that we are having, you're creating all kinds of ways to amplify me as a person, as a speaker, as a professional speaker, my brand, my my mission, which is happens to be to empower women leaders. Uh, so those are you're doing that for me, which if you're doing that, darn right, I'm going to stick around. It makes your association that much more sticky to your members because you're being celebrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, I do this on my website and I often encourage associations to do the same thing. Is I create, it's easy to do through Facebook, but it's on my website. I highlight people that are having a social impact and I celebrate them and it shows up on the feed in Facebook as well. So not only does it show up on the feed in my feed on the umiwe.ca website, but also on Facebook, which allows for people to make comments and to celebrate them and also keeps it in one place as well. So that when we go to do an award ceremony, we can look at all of the list that people have, that they're celebrating and address them, you know? So, and there's also other ways to do it as well. Going back to your earlier question is creating social posts that are ready, ready at the go for your association. If your members are supporting an initiative, you could actually create, get them to create the social post and send it to you so that people can share and amplify the good that the entire association's doing Mm. and then measure it. I mean, wouldn't that be great as an association executive? You can say that we've had this much impact. Our members had this much impact, be it through dollars or through people or through the environment or whatever that is. And you can quantitize Quantify it is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> you can quantify it, which would be a fabulous way to say not only are we business or whatever the association supports, which are often business associations, but we're also having an impact collectively. I mean, how amazing would that be? Yeah, absolutely. And then it really ties the association to the members in a much broader way than just feeling like, oh, I log in once a month and I look at this member benefit I have. I think it helps. I think another thing sometimes associations are trying to do that they might struggle with is how to like connect members to each other. And this just serves as another way to do that. Because if you're seeing, like you said, there's communities where you're sharing what is important to each of you, then then you're finding other people who also feel passionate about the same causes that you do. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting too, from a strategic standpoint is putting that cause out front. So be it for your events or be it to, you're doing a recruitment strategy for your association. If your association is committed to a cause, sometimes you just put the cause out front not the the association itself. Like, you just look at the big organizations. A lot of times what they will do is they'll say, I'm supporting mental health. We're supporting the environment. And it just happens in the 
bottom right-hand corner, it happens to say a telecom company or something along those lines. I know we all don't have the money these large telecom or tech companies have, but that doesn't mean we don't have the power. And the power comes through our membership. And just by putting it out there, you know, it reminds me as a member why I'm proud to be part of this association. One of many reasons, but it's another thing that makes me proud to be a part of it. Matter of fact, there's an association I belong to that I'm considering perhaps not belonging to anymore. And part of the reason is, is because we're not committed to anything beyond ourselves. And that frustrates me. I'm like, you know, we have such power together, but every everything we raise goes back to us somehow, rather than getting new, uh, being mentors to future leaders or future speakers or future or whatever you're doing, being mentors to those people, bringing them up. Want to bring diversity, equity, inclusion into your association? What a great way to do that is mentor diverse younger people into your association so that they see that as their next step when they graduate or whatever the case may be. Because Sometimes you look around associations and there's not a lot of diversity and we really have to be proactive so that people see themselves in your association. So that's another way you can really amplify that message. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I have worked with associations before where the field that they were serving wasn't very diverse and that would be a question that we'd have. We'd want to have more diversity with our, within our events, within our membership, and we weren't seeing that. And it wasn't a, a something we could just solve indirectly by having certain engagement efforts within the membership. It had to start sooner so that those people were actually in the field. So that's really interesting. And I think it goes back to also what you said earlier about attracting and retaining like incoming generations, millennials, Gen Y, Gen X, looking for purpose, but also by through this mentoring, like bringing them in that way as well. Well, the, you know, there is another thing too, that it, it's always great to bring people up, but I had the um, honor and yet frustration of interviewing a bureau and a speaker's bureau. And one of the things they said is that there's not that many women speakers, Suzanne. And I went, what? I know a lot of women speakers. So sometimes what happens is we look for who we know and people refer. And if there was always white men on the stage, then that's who people tend to refer. Now, we are seeing diversity on stages now. But I'll tell you, I just went to a conference and there was one woman and five men again, and they were all white. And so if you're trying to establish yourself as an association that is welcome to many, then you need to see some diversity at as your speakers, because people want to see themselves. I mean, we don't have to look far. Hollywood has completely transformed itself over the last two years, because there was complaints about not having diversity and rightfully so, by the way, but that same thing is happening on stages at events or virtual or in person, whatever the case, I'm still seeing people not being conscious enough to look for there's perhaps an indigenous person here or a black person here that's an expert. Why don't we look elsewhere? 
Don't always go to the people you know, because people want to see themselves. And if they can't see themselves on your stages or in your speakers or on your virtual platforms, they won't think that environment is for them. And if you want to be a welcome association, you need to start that something else you want to incorporate in your strategic plan is be more proactive of instead of, ah, do you know the next speaker? Anybody knows somebody? Have you seen somebody? Be a little more diligent in broadening the scope of people that you look at or else people will never get an opportunity to be on your stages and you will never get the audience in that room or on your virtual because they don't see themselves there. So that's something a lot of associations really need to start thinking about much more proactively because I'm not seeing a lot of movement uh, because I've been looking at a lot of associations and their membership and there's still not a lot of diversity in a lot of them. So I would suggest people check that and are they really being welcome to different races, abilities, cultures, sexual orientations, sizes, ages, and really consider that as they move forward. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it really resonates with um, something that I was talking to another guest on the podcast about the other day about how you miss out on these really robust and and inclusive solutions when you're not including all of the people who could be at the table because you're only getting this very homogenous set of recommendations from people who all look or who have experienced a lot of the same things. And we know that, right? Like we know that to be true. We, research has demonstrated diverse opinions get the best solutions for organizations particularly in the corporate environment. We just need to start thinking about all of this stuff in the association context, if it's good for the goose, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's the part that one of my mandates is really bringing it to associations. And something I didn't say, one of the reasons this was so important to me is because I was a past president of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. And I really wanted us to start being more outward. And we started incorporating a social initiative that was really well aligned because we focused on mental health. And we affected people in the local community. We had affected the armed forces. We um, affected uh, mental health all through one initiative that was well aligned. And we did it for a couple of years. And I unfortunately don't know if, I don't think they did it this year, but the point is, I think that's an important piece that you can impact so many. If it's a well-designed initiative, you can get people involved and you also can impact many if you want a little bit of diversity in who you actually impact. But that needs some strategy around it, but it's, it can be done. That definitely sounds like it, it made a big impact. And it's really good to hear that an associate or a, an organization association can kind of reach beyond just their mission in, in that work that they do. Did you have anything else that you would recommend for association executives or associations for kind of doing this work and doing it sustainably? Sustainability comes down to commitment and commitment 
it goes back to that strategic plan, getting around the boardroom table and really having that dialogue. And from a sustainability standpoint, once you have it baked in, you've done some due diligence, get volunteers to run it. They will feel so much more meaning. You don't need to do it. I can guarantee volunteers will raise their hand for something like this because they're, they'll be connected to it. But the only other thing I really want to get across to associations is you have the influence and you have the reach. There's this opportunity to really transform the world. There's so many things that are weighing us down, but you have the power to actually bring us up and impact people in such a profound way and attaching their head and their heart, giving them more meaning in their lives by just bringing it forward. And it doesn't take much to do that. But I, I also think associations have a responsibility to do it. And that's a little harsher, but I do believe that. And if you take the responsibility, you will get the benefits tenfold from attracting, retaining, and engaging your members in such profound ways. Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful note to end this episode on. I feel like that's a good call to action for associations. And, and like Suzanne has shared today, I think there's a lot of benefits for associations too. So I thank you so much for sharing with us today, Suzanne, and for kind of walking associations through how they can implement this type of thing or why it's important to implement this type of thing in their world. If I could say one thing, if yeah. anybody does want a webinar for their associations for why to do this, I'm happy to help because that is an important element is they may not know why, but I'm happy to help with a webinar. And to jump off of that point that Suzanne just made, um, we will include a link for so you can learn more about Suzanne's work and you, me, we in the show notes. Um, it's you, me, we.ca. You can go there and learn more about their efforts and their mission and about Suzanne's work. And then I will also highlight again that uh, Higher Logic recently sent out a 2022 member experience report, which has a bunch of information directly sourced from association members about what they value the most from their associations. So if you want to check that out, we'll be including that in the show notes as well so that you can download that. And I just want to say thank you again to Suzanne for being on the show. Thanks, Kelly. I really appreciate the opportunity and Higher Logic is awesome with a great group of people. So I really do appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you to our listeners for being here. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Member Engagement Show so you don't miss a single episode. And we'll be back soon. Bye.